Welcome to the Kitchen Sink Meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. Starting in July 2021, the meeting will be hybrid. You will still be able to attend the meeting via Zoom. Please go to the Los Angeles Intergroup's webpage at oalaig.org for login information. And now, our speaker. I'm Valerie. I'm a compulsive over and under eater and uh, in recovery. I feel like my head's going to explode because there's so much stimulus going on right now. So just put that out there. This is the first meeting I've been at in person in a number of months, as you can imagine. And uh, I didn't realize it was the hybrid Zoom in-person thing. And I didn't realize we're going to have to mask up again tomorrow in L.A. So whatever. Anyway, there's a lot going on. Um, But uh, I'll do my best to uh, share my story, my experience, strength, and hope. and answer questions, because this is about um, you guys. So I have been, uh, my first meeting was August 1st, 2003. So I'll be a legal adult in this program in a few weeks. An immature legal adult. You know what that is, right, when an 18-year-old is like an adult. Um, but, uh, you know, I've, I've come consistently uh, to the rooms. I have not bailed at any given time. And for a long time, my my core sort of absence was I abstained from bailing. I abstained from quitting the program. Um, when I came in, uh, it was restricting that brought me into the rooms. Um, that was my first bottom. I um, I picked up I picked up restricting uh, when I was transitioning into adulthood in my mind, finishing college quite late, and I was like, I'm going to do this perfectly. And I'm not going to gain weight. Thanks <laughs> after all that one. Um, and I'm not going to gain weight. And I thought, you know, whatever. And and I got lots of accolades for losing weight. And I figured out how to restrict my calories on my own and exercise and, you know, whatever to, to have a certain body so that when I showed up in the world, I would get the reaction that I wanted. I just wanted love and acceptance and success. And those are all totally fine human things. Um, and I was pretty sure that if I had body X, that that would ensure that um, that would all work out and I would get what I wanted um, or, or get what I thought I needed. And um, and that's the annoying truth about uh, body size is that people react to it, you know, and, and it does affect how people perceive us and it does affect um, interactions in the world. Um, so, so that's a real thing. Um, you know, but but it was a pretty, you know, like, it was a pretty quick bottom, I'll say, in relative terms, because it's so hard to sustain that level of restriction. Um, for me, you know, like the, the insanity and the, the sort of like tightly wound nerve kind of feeling, um, like they call it anorexia nervosa for a reason, right? Um, so that was, you know, that was, yeah, back in whatever that was, 2002, 2003. And I come from a long line of 12-step folk. Um, my dad's been in recovery for 35, 38 years. My brother's in a program. My stepsister's in a program. My mom was in Al-Anon. Um, this was not unfamiliar language to me. And so uh, when a counselor I was seeing suggested OA, I was like, you know, like, I have some prejudices against this because, um, you know, my dad went into recovery and got, you know, sober and my family fell apart. So that sucks. Like, I don't want that. Um, 
but but I spoke the language. I'm, I need the serenity prayer. Like we were joking before the meeting, like you know, coffee, cigarettes, and donuts, and cursing. Like I went to meetings when I was ten years old, right? Like like I know the deal. Um, and it was also really tied up a lot in like I want to impress my dad. Like my recovery was like about you know I want to be part of like that circle, right? So that's another program later, but um, <laughs> but anyway, so so yeah, so I you know I came to program. My first meeting was in Atwater, um, and uh, I there was a woman in the rooms who was clearly on the underside of this disease, like on the restricting side, and she was chewing gum uh, with a with a force and rapidity that would power a city. Like, and I was like, that's gonna be me that's going to be me, like, in X number of years if I don't, you know, support this program. And there was a delightful woman leading the meeting there who was the only person in the room that was kind of my age, and, like, she was super smart, and I was like, oh, I really, like, I like you. And she was my first sponsor, and I remember her um, saying to me, because I was just, like, terrified of the whole thing, and I didn't want to trust anybody, and, like, didn't know how to do it, and, you know, all those things, and she was just like, as soon as you're ready to jump, I'm here to catch you. And I was like, I just, that was the kind of love and acceptance that I needed to, like, make this okay. And I, you know, I, I think that we should, like, revise the book that says trudging the road to happy destiny to be something like fumbling or stumbling to happy destiny, because that's really a lot more what it looks like a lot of the time. Um, but anyway, so that was, you know, that was the early days, and I, um, one of the other cool things about uh, being in these rooms is, like, you get to hear other people's stories. And so, like, my first, from the restricting side, my first binges were, like, biological imperative. My body was like, you are not getting enough food, and, like, as soon as something high calorie is in front of you, you're going to, like, step it down your face, like, because your body needs it. So, so that was a reality of, like, there's wisdom in the body, and it's telling you to eat, you know, for me. Um, so, so that was, like, the first binging. Um, but then I heard all these stories when I sat in the rooms, and I was like, oh, you can go to, like, drive-thru after drive-thru, and you can go to, like, this place to this place to this place. And I was like, oh, right, okay. So, like, X number of, you know, months, years into program, I thought what I was being told was, you can't have the body you want. And I was pissed. Um, I was like, I, I'll do my best. I, I'll do my best. Um, yeah, so I thought I was being told that I couldn't have a, a thin body. And so I was like, I'm going to binge like y'all told me how to do, you know. So um, so I hit my highest weight in, this, in, this, in the rooms, you know, like however many years into the program. And that was just part of my story. Like that was something I needed to experience. Like it's the pendulum swinging, right? Like I went from, you know, at my lowest before program, I was probably around 100 pounds, and I'm 5'7". Um, and at my highest, I was probably around like 155. So I don't identify as a 100-pounder, but that's not an insignificant amount of, you know, swing. Um, I will also say, I was thinking about it um, just on the way over this morning, like, yeah, there's a testament to what is, you know, the nature of this disease. Like, I've been at a healthy, you know, textbook healthy body weight for most of my time in this program. And I've been here for 18 years, and I have no intent of leaving. So that tells you where this disease centers. It's not about the weight. It's not about the body. Um, my favorite line in the 12 and 12 uh, is, you know, in step one in the old edition. I don't know if it's changed, but it was something along the lines of, like, if there was a perfect body, like, having it wouldn't be enough to make us happy. Um, and that's 100% true because, like, no matter what it is, something feels wrong. 
Um, something feels wrong with my heart. Something feels wrong with how I have to adapt to the world. Like, life is scary. All those things. Um, and it's really easy to just center it on, like, how does this physical form show up and look in the world? Just take a breath. I feel like all over the place. Um, so, so yeah. So, like I said, I, I, I stuck around. Um, I have stuck around. I continue to stick around. Um, I've worked with a lot of different sponsors. Um, I, uh, you know, and, like, the formula of, you know, find somebody who has what you want. Sometimes it was really dumb things. Like, I had, I had a sponsor who said program instead of program. And I was like, oh, I really like that. You know, like, really dumb things. And she was an awesome sponsor. She's an awesome sponsor. Um, and, and I heard in, in other rooms at one point, uh, you know, changing sponsors is about having a different experience of the steps. And I was like, God, what an amazing idea that I just want a slightly different experience, a slightly different flavor from the steps. So, so yeah, so I've, I've worked with a lot of different sponsors. Um, I will also say at one point I lived in Ireland and uh, I kept my sponsor uh, who had moved from LA to East Coast, which was awesome, so I worked with her. And, uh, and I remember thinking, God, I wish that somebody would just, like, put my phone in the middle of the room at 8,000 Sunset while I'm in Ireland so I could listen. Mm-hmm. And here we all are, <laughs> like, because I never thought this would happen. Um, and, and the podcasts and uh, you know, stuff was so awesome when I was in Ireland because it just allowed me to literally be connected to all the people here um, who I'd started recovery with. So... So yeah, so so what happened? Like I hit my bottom with restricting. I came into program. I had my ups and downs, and um, with my sponsor who pronounced the word program, I, I found I found the middle. You know, I found the middle, and I uh, I learned how to just sort of like, you know, eat a sandwich and call it lunch and be done. You know, like I, I learned what it was to to have that balance and to stop controlling, and my body kind of evened out. And um, and I've had ups and downs, you know, it's, it's been 18 years, like there's... That's your first 10. Thank you. Um, so, so yeah, so I've had, you know, I've had ups and downs, and some of it has been, uh, like, one of my one of my slips back into restricting was, uh, you know, I was like, fell in love, and I, you know, like, who cares about food when they're in love, and, you know, so I lost a bunch of weight. And, uh, and the way I understand that experience now is, like, the, the slip wasn't the losing the weight. The slip was hanging on to losing the weight. The slip was, oh my God, my body's small and I need to keep it this way. Um, because because the whole thing with like, you know, not eating when you're in love, like that's just, like, that's awesome. like I'm in love, I don't care, you know? Um, but, but feeling like I needed to stay there was the problem. Um, so, so whatever, I worked through, you know, I kept showing up, whatever, worked through that. Um, and, you know, and, and that really is about, like, continuing to keep going. Um, I just started working with a food sponsor for the first time ever. Um, and uh, so I have a step sponsor and I have a food sponsor. And what that was really about is, like, you know, COVID did what COVID did for, for all of us. Um, and you know, just as, as part of, like, where I am in my life, um, 
I'd gained some weight through COVID. I had also, frankly, I'd actually gained my weight before January of 2020. So I'm like, yeah, it wasn't COVID. It was just me. Um, so I was kind of proud of that. But, like, you know, my mom passed away. I had a horrible breakup. Like, what life was happening? And, and that's fine. Like, my weight went up. Um, but the binging has been persistent for me. Like, um, you know, the restricting is much less of a thing. Um, but the binging has been just such a, like, a bear, and I just was not willing to, to give up that uh, coping mechanism. That's what it is. It's a coping mechanism. It's something to soothe when um, my nerves are rattled, when I need to relax, when, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, a little or a lot, um, my binges can be very, like, vicious. I think that's the, the tone and tenor of them. It's like, I just want to eat till it hurts. And, um, you know, and I was like... I got to a point, sort of, at some point last year, early, early this year, where I was like, you know, I don't want to walk, like, I'm 46, I don't want to walk into my 50s still doing this, still doing this um, with the food, like, still using it as a crutch, and, like, how awesome that 18 years in, I can be like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm ready to do this next thing, and, um, and it's super imperfect, but I'm, like, committing my food every morning, I have zero willingness to do that, like, ever before I'm like no don't tell me what to do I'm not even gonna tell me what to do kind of thing and um so so yeah so I'm like trying to work with that and you know keep it honest on the day and just see what it's like to follow a plan I do it very very imperfectly um but I am honest about it and I do get to see where I don't want to be honest about it um and I got to see a little bit of uh I got to see a little bit of my restrictor come up again which was a real um kind of like surprise to me because I've been doing this this uh, food sponsorship relationship since it was about March and uh, you know my sponsor was like see a nutritionist I don't know what you should eat go go see a professional I'm like I know but I know you know and and I was like so so one of the first things the nutritionist said was well we just want to make sure you're not restricting carbs that are you know and leading yourself into a binge and I was like oh shoot so I guess that I still do that Um, I still don't want to eat a lot of bread for some reason, you know, whatever. And um, so, yeah, so I've gotten a little bit of a, like, reality check with that, that I need to, like, and my food plan from the nutritionist is, like, what I read in junior high, like, health class, right? Like, it's literally that. It's so boring. Like, there's no, like, you know, superfoods. There's no, like, you know, there's no nothing, right? Like, it's, it's very basic, and it totally is fine for me. It's super, super fine for me. And um, I did have a, um, a a point in recovery where I let go of sugar for like a year. Um, and it also turned into a little bit of a restricting thing. Um, so so I try to do everything in moderation. Um, so I'm going to try to fast forward a little bit because I feel like I'm in what it was like. But um, but yeah, sort of like that's, that's kind of where, you know, where I am today with it. Um, I'm working a step nine, I say nine and ten, like that's, I know they're distinct steps, but I'm sort of like in this transition um, with it, and, uh, you know, one of the things that has has come up in the step work for me in, like, who do I owe amends to, um, what does living amends look like on, you know, a sort of, like, daily inventory basis, um, I, you know, I've worked with my sponsor a little bit, talked with them about it. Um, done some writing, and you know, I, I did the exhaustive fourth and fifth steps. Like, I did the tone, right? Like, 
I've done a couple rounds of it um, in this program, and um, and I think the the way I describe my like early relationship with these processes is like if I can just uproot all of the demons and like get them out, you know, then I can like sail happily, spiritually, you know, enlightened through the rest of my recovery. And like, and it also I think was tied up with a lot of the like low self-esteem stuff. Um, and and that's just like. So the, so the past is the past, right? Like, there will probably things, be things from, like, you know, the archaeology of my, of my life that need to be looked at at some point. Um, but mostly it's about staying in today. And, like, what I, what I want is the ability to be like, oh, shoot, I hurt your feelings yesterday. I'm so sorry. You know, like, uh, it, I don't want it to be the old stuff. Like, the old stuff is the old stuff, right? Um, so... So that's kind of what I'm like sitting with is like I don't think it's about um, making apologies. I think it's about making changes in my behavior, and it's way harder to do that. Um, but it's 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 having that awareness, um, and that's also like adjunct to um, you know I had a chat with my food sponsor earlier this week when I was on vacation last week. There was there was some snackiness that I was like, was that a binge? Like, do I need to like you know am I back into that? And and that's the truth is it's like like oh well. Does it matter? Like, I've never been big on counting days because, whatever, it's a day at a time. Like, do I need one more thing to be like, you know, tick, 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 tick? Um, but, but yeah, it's really about just like staying honest of like, okay, that was a little slippery, got it, moving on. So it's it's a lot of like how I'm trying to work my program today is just moving forward. It's just moving forward. It's like you know, keeping that momentum, not getting too caught up in like, oh my god, I messed up, and just like like living my life. Um, so yeah, so that's that's that. One thing I do want to touch on, so many things I want to say, which I never thought would be a thing where I'm like, oh my god, I'm not going to have enough time. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about higher power. Um, I uh, <laughs> I think before program I would have described myself as agnostic, and agnostic in the sense of um, humans are incapable of knowing God if a God exists. Um, I've always felt like there's something, you know, there's a spiritual principle, there's there's more than just, you know, this. Um, but uh, I have, and I've acted as if, and I've used the word God, um, but I don't, don't really believe in God. <laughs> like, I just, like, and, and I, and I, and I say that because, um, you know, I've never worked with a sponsor who's agnostic or atheist, and I don't, uh, I don't necessarily believe there's no God, but it's been a sticking point on some level for me because I'm like, how do I do this thing not really feeling like there's a God? And, like, my version of there's not a God is, like, there's nature and there's storms and things happen, and it doesn't give a shit. The universe doesn't give a shit about me. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a in an impartial way, right? It's like, it's not... It's, there's no benevolent force. There's also no malevolent force. It's just neutral, um, and it's just process. And so, how do I work this program and work a spiritual recovery if there isn't capital G over there? Um, and I heard something really recently, like that I thought was so good um, or so helpful for me, which was this notion of uh, the principles of the program as a higher power, like patience is a higher power, kindness is a higher power. Peace is a higher power. Calm is a higher power. And so if I 
turn, like what does it look like to turn my problems over to that? What does it look like to turn over um, to those principles? And, I, and that was just super helpful for me because I, I just need, I've needed to hold this space for my recovery of like I, this, this question is, you know, these steps two and three questions are not worked out. So how do I keep moving forward? And, and the truth is like, it's been fine. And I, you know, like, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's helpful to just have some words for it and some, some ways to work. That was it. your second 10. You have about two and a half. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. How do I want to wrap this up? Um, Yeah, I guess I'll just say, um, like, like to wrap it up. Um, I there's so many things I didn't talk about, but that's awesome. Um, what's that? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, this question. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I think the the one other thing I'll say is like my food sponsor um, also has me commit in the morning what tools of the program I'll work. And that's also a first for me. And it's been really, really interesting to um, consciously bring in on a day, like plan of action, food plan, you know, sponsorship, service, whatever it is, um, and to see which tools I'm good at or inclined towards naturally, and which ones I'm like, I don't even know what to do with that. Like, anonymity, how do I practice? What does that look like? Um, so, so that's been really, really good, and it's been really, really good to link, um, you know, food and tools, right, in my in my morning, um, in my morning commitments, um, because it just keeps me sort of like practicing, you know, like I, I exercise, I like work out my muscles so that I can have better balance, and it's like this, this is the same stuff, right? I use these tools so that I can like have a muscle that allows me to um, approach my life with better balance. So that's been really cool. Um, I, I'm also learning how to be a sponsor in this program still. Uh, it is very difficult for me <laughs> um, to, to figure out how to support other people um, in this recovery. Um, but there you go. And, and the last thing I just like want to touch on really is, you know, so much of my recovery journey has been about um, self-love and that's such a sloppy, messy, mushy concept um, and I've worked different things to, to build self-love and self-esteem but in this moment I'm like, wow, have I come a long way wow, have I come a long way um, I worked uh, you know like that's your time. thanks, I'll just wrap it up to say um, in my, my step nine um, and amends to self, there was a ton of stuff about how do I love myself, how do I support myself, what does self-care look like, um, who am I in my, you know, my sort of best incarnation, and um, without without any, you know, rancor towards the, the less noble incarnations of me, um, and it's really, really been kind of amazing, like, I really feel like a different person, and, um, so that's super cool, so I'll leave it there, thanks for letting me ramble.